And I think the last thing that God is saying to His church in this hour concerns worship. Worship. Sometime, in fact, it was several years ago now, Judson Cornwall, a dynamic minister, said before it ever happened, and it was obviously prophetic, he said the next great wave of the Holy Spirit that is going to break upon the church is that of worship. And truly, it was a prophetic word. We are experiencing worship in the church today that is, is awesome. I mean, that's the only word I have to describe it. It's awesome. The things that are happening as the saints of God worship Him in heavenly places, it is just, it's just fantastic. It's, it's out of this world what is happening. Bondage is being broken. People are being set free. Sinners are getting saved right in the middle of all. What happened here last Sunday morning when you all were praising God and someone got saved right in the middle of a, of a worship service? Isn't that fantastic? The Spirit of God is saying this. This isn't Pastor Jim Bunch or, or Barbara or the choir or someone else. This is what the Spirit of God is saying today. He's saying, I want a bunch or a group of worshiping people. I want my people to worship me. I want them to lift me up before all men that, I, that men might see me and be saved. Music of our worship is changing. Our kids, you know, we, we need to be more tolerant of the music that our kids listen to, the, the variety of gospel music that is being listened to today. I hear some parents and I even hear some preachers that are so critical of contemporary gospel music and they just lump it all together and they say it's all bad. Well, now friends, we need to realize that our kids for many years have come and sat in our services and listened to us and participated in our music and respectfully so and have been very courteous about it. And they have not criticized our style of worship and our style of music. And yet when the Holy Spirit begins to raise up new music for the youth of our age, boy, people begin to tear it apart, call it old sinful rock and roll and everything else. And I, I will be the first to admit there's some of it that I can't listen to that I don't go for, but I'm not going to throw it all out. I believe that God is in much of it. I believe that there are many contemporary Christian music groups today that are lifting up Jesus Christ and that many people are coming to Christ through their ministry. There's always extremes, folks. I can show you southern gospel music groups that go to the extreme to make your stomach rich inside of you. And I can show you contemporary music groups who just go to extremes, get caught up in the flesh, not listening to the Holy Spirit at all, just entertaining or performing. And I've seen them across the board. I don't believe anybody has a corner on style of music. When we say gospel music, I don't think there's anybody that can say this is only gospel music. Because, friend, there was a time when that piano and that organ was not allowed in the church. And there are some churches today that if you mentioned a piano in their church, they would call you a hypocrite, a, a backslider. They would tell you that that's sacrilege to have a piano in a church. So who's right, you see? We, we can spin this thing from here to there. Music has always been a vital part of worship. But the Holy Spirit must direct the music. If we just sing choruses to be singing choruses, we're missing the boat. Our whole point in leading in worship is to lead you into God. 
We begin our services many times. Depends on just how we feel led to, but we begin it with a celebration of praise. Coming into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Acknowledging Him. Praise is glorifying God. It is lifting God up. It is magnifying God. It's complimenting God. That's what praise is. But now worship, notice this. Worship is when I enter in to a place of communion with God where I just link my spirit with His Spirit and we commune back and forth. Jim Campbell, who leads worship down at Carpenter's Home Church, gave a definition of worship. He said the Lord woke him up at 5 o'clock in the morning and gave him this definition. And he said, I had to get up and write it down. And here it is. Worship is an attitude of the soul that recognizes God for who He is and expresses itself in total consecration and surrender to God. Let me repeat that. Worship is an attitude of the soul that recognizes God for who He is and expresses itself in total consecration and surrender to God. Do you know why I raise my hands? I raise my hands not to impress you or anyone else, but I raise my hands as a sign of my surrender to God. I worship God out loud, audibly, visibly, to say, God, I surrender all to you. You are my Lord and my God. And God wants us to be good worshipers. And He's saying to His church of this hour, I want to perfect praise in you. I want to perfect praise in you. I want to grow you into worship so that you become a temple of worship and praise. We get involved in worship. We get to the point where we just don't care what anybody else is doing. It's just the Spirit of God carrying us into the presence of God. We just get to that point where we say, I just refuse to conceal any longer my true feelings about God. God, I just want to praise you. I just want to worship you. I just want to enjoy your presence here. This And so we create around us then a joyous climate, a joyous climate of worship and praise. And, and people coming in, they don't feel doom and gloom. They feel this joyous climate, this joyous worshiping atmosphere around them and they feel good and that atmosphere is created when the people of God begin to worship God because it says God inhabits phrases of his people do you know that Jesus cannot save very many people in a church that won't worship him you know that wherever there are a bunch of people worshiping Jesus Christ Jesus is there and wherever Jesus is sinners get saved people get healed and people get delivered 